Hello, hello, y'all. Hey, it's me, Robin. And before we get into today's episode, I'm here to let you know that the club is open right now for new members. I'm going to take a couple minutes to fill you in on all that the club is offering right now. So if you know for sure you're not interested in joining the club, you're just going to want to hit the forward button a few times until you hear that baffling behavior show jingle. Okay, so the club is a virtual community for families of kids with vulnerable nervous systems and big baffling behaviors. Many families in the club are parenting kids with a history of complex trauma, but definitely not all. Some are parenting kids with vulnerabilities that emerge from their neurotype or their sensory system or their giftedness or their neuroimmune disorder. And of course, some have no idea why their child's nervous system is so vulnerable. The primary purpose of the club and why I've created it the way that I have is connection and co-regulation. Because when I reflect back on my time as a therapist, it wasn't the skills and strategies and tools and techniques I taught parents that mattered the most. What mattered most was how connection and co-regulation strengthened their owl brain so that they could stay more regulated in the face of the chaos in their home. Then they could, number one, actually use the tools, and number two, start to feel a little bit better even before the tools started to work. The club can be accessed online both through your browser on your computer and through an app. And it's open, of course, 24-7. There's a very active forum, a huge video library, and multiple live events every month. Sometimes I teach a masterclass on a specific topic. Sometimes we come together for group coaching or just to ask questions and pick, pick my brain. We have two sessions every month called Connect and Co-Regulates, and those are designed to offer exactly that. There's no teaching, no coaching, just a place for you to be seen and heard by people who get it. Currently, we are also offering once a month bonus sessions for siblings of dysregulated kids. The club is intended to be kind of like a buffet. There is a ton in it, not because you're supposed to do everything in the club. You take what you need when you need it and come back when you're ready for more. If you could use a little extra support, consider joining us. You can read all about all the details over at robingobel.com slash the club. I'll put a link in the show notes And we're open today until the end of the day, Friday, May 3rd. All right, y'all, here's that episode you're waiting for. Hey, y'all, and welcome again to another bonus episode of the Parenting After Trauma podcast. If you don't know, I'm your host, Robin Goebel. And during this month of February, 2023, I'm bringing you one extra episode every week on Fridays, an episode where a listener asks a question and I answer it. I'm having a good time with these episodes. Actually, I'm considering making this a more of a long-term feature on the podcast. So I don't know if you like them, reach out to me, let me know, and maybe I'll figure out a way to keep doing these extra episodes. Anyway, here's today's question. 
I've been listening for a while, and the watchdog and possum brain ideas have really helped me. Is it okay to teach this to my kids? I'm worried they'll start using it as excuses. Okay, I totally love this question because it is such a normal thing to be a little or maybe even a lot worried about. Back when I was seeing clients and I was a play therapist and I was seeing kids all day long, it was a question I would get in some form or another from the parents and my therapy practice too. So totally normal to be expected question. The short answer is yes. Please, please, please teach this to your kids. And also, yes, many of them will go through a period of using this information as a excuse. That's going to sound something maybe like, I can't help it. I hit my sister because my watchdog brain, you know, something like that. The excuse stage is just a stage. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. And the reason that I know this with such certainty is that the owl brain doesn't make excuses. The owl brain takes responsibility. It doesn't make excuses. So when I'm with somebody who is making excuses for their behavior based on how they just couldn't help their watchdog brain or they couldn't help their possum brain, all I know is that they haven't really fully engaged their owl brain yet. That's it. That's all that information is telling me. So let's go a little deeper into this question. Okay. There are a lot of benefits, so many benefits to teaching our kids about their own brain. Dr. Dan Siegel of books like Whole Brain Child, Parenting from the Inside Out, those books, Dr. Siegel in his field of interpersonal neurobiology calls this way of kind of knowing ourselves, knowing our brains, understanding our neural processes, having some reflection on our own inner world. He calls this mindsight. Okay. And what we know is that when folks understand their own like neural processes, what's going on inside their brain and what is happening because of that, people feel more empowered to do something to make changes, if that would be appropriate. They feel more empowered to make those changes, not less empowered. So they aren't inclined to make more excuses and just say, oh, well, actually the opposite is true. They feel more capable of being able to do something. What happens when we have some idea of what's happening inside of us is that our behavior doesn't seem random. It doesn't seem like just this random neural firings that are totally out of control that we can't do anything about. When we understand What's happening, understanding isn't enough to change, but understanding what's happening inside and having some self-reflection and being able to kind of turn our attention back towards ourselves and towards our own mind and our own, again, neural processes, that is engaging the owl brain. That's building kind of the, the muscle of the owl brain. It's going to create more pause in between a sensation in the body and a behavior. 
Okay. So it is good to understand our own neural processes. And yes, I do this through teaching about the owl watchdog and possum brain. We also know that mindset increases what Dr. Siegel refers to as integration and the entire kind of field of interpersonal neurobiology recognizes integration as the path towards mental wellness. And mental wellness is definitely not about having perfect behavior, not by any means, but without question, the ability to reflect on ourselves and our own behaviors and our own experiences, make repairs and amends with others when possible or, or when needed, right? When something has happened, when we've done something that's harmed a relationship, and then to take steps toward doing better in the future, those are all important parts of mental wellness. We also know, and research is really, really clear on this, that knowing about our brain and our brain processes and how brain relates to behavior only increases self-compassion. And this is such a key tenet of the work that I do, that understanding the neurobiology of behavior invites us to have compassion for our kids, and we can have compassion and set boundaries, right? We're learning all about that right now on the podcast and other episodes, And then that invites our kids to have self-compassion for themselves. Compassion, you've probably heard me say this, compassion is the neurobiology of change. Compassion is when our neural networks have the opportunity to kind of metaphorically, but less metaphorically than you'd think, to like open up, unlock, and reconsolidate, re- organize themselves. It actually creates neural change, which then will, of course, lead to behavior change. I have never, ever, ever seen something not good come out of getting to know our brains. And I use the owl watchdog and pasta metaphor with kids. That tends to be how I introduce these different parts of self and these different kind of pathways in the brain and in the nervous system. And with some kids, I end up dropping the metaphor and just get real brainy. And we talk about different parts of the brain. It, it really depends on the child I'm working with and their age and kind of just what interests them, right? How I talk about the brain, but I've never, ever, ever had it be bad to teach kids about the brain. Will they use this information as an excuse for their behavior? Yeah, probably. That's just basically being human. But let's look at this making excuses as just like a stage, a a part of the journey. It's like a pit stop on the journey, right? I mean, would you not take some sort of trip you really wanted to take out of fear that you might get stuck at the gas station you have to stop at? No, you're not going to get stuck at the gas station. It's just a part of the trip. It's part of the journey. This is a similar idea. Making excuses isn't a place we're going to get stuck. Making excuses is about still really needing to grow the owl brain. Making excuses is a part of the journey. It's a pit stop. It is not the end of the journey. So if you end up hearing your kid make an excuse like, oh, it was my watchdog brain that made me hit my sister. I just can't help it. Right. You can respond with something that sounds maybe something like, oh, I'm just so grateful for your watchdog brain. It works so, so, so hard to keep you safe. I also know that watchdogs only need to attack when you are in serious danger. 
I'll bet it felt like you were in danger when your sister wouldn't give you a turn on the TV or share her toys or get you that snack or whatever. And it makes total sense for your watchdog to feel frustrated or disappointed or even mad at your sister. But your watchdog brain is working too, 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 too hard. We have to keep working together to really grow and build those muscles in your owl brain so that when your sister doesn't give you what you want... You can be disappointed and frustrated, but without your watchdog brain believing that you're in so much danger, you have to physically attack. Next time your sister won't share the TV and it's your turn, I want you to come ask for help. I will help you, right? Okay, so how do we teach our kids about their owl watchdog and possum brain? So we actually do have a full on masterclass about that in the club. I taught it to the like just general public once and now it just lives and is stored in the club. Um, and it's something we talk about a ton in the club and in the forum and our live meetings is, um, you know, how do we take what we're learning in the club and teach our kids about it? So they get this experience of self-compassion that all the parents in the club are getting, like they're watching their own compassion grow and they want to really give that to their kids. So without question, the best way to do this is to just start incorporating our watchdog and possum ideas into your language, into the way you talk about behavior and especially your own behavior, right? You can say like, Oh, when I was at the grocery store, my watchdog brain went a little extra on high alert when they didn't have what I wanted. And I felt so mad. I wanted to yell at somebody when they were out of my favorite chips. I don't know. Y'all are making this up. Um, and what I noticed is that my watchdog brain felt like this was a really, really big problem. And I wanted to yell at somebody. So I had to use my owl brain to say like, Oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed. They don't have what I want. And that makes perfect sense yelling at somebody about being out of my favorite chips isn't really fair to the grocery store workers, but it makes perfect sense that I would be so disappointed. And I really had to work to calm down my watchdog brain and let my owl brain stay in charge so that I didn't hurt somebody's feelings unnecessarily. Something like that. I don't know. That was a little long winded. I just totally made that up. My point is reflect on yourself. My guess is that if you're listening to this podcast, you have a child who has some challenging behaviors and kids with challenging behaviors have learned that their behaviors are bad and their behaviors get them in trouble and they're at high alert for this and have a lot of shame. And sometimes too much shame to have us talk about their behaviors, even in this owl watchdog and possum way. So we can teach these concepts and also teach the concept that we all have a watchdog brain. This isn't about our kids being bad. We all have watchdog and possum brains, right? And we all are spending a lot of energy all day long keeping our watchdog and possum brains in check, right? Like if we just let our watchdog and possum brains all day long do whatever their instinct was to do, we would hurt relationships, we would hurt ourselves. That would not be good. So our kids really need to know that we also have these struggles and we also have to work hard to keep our owl brain in charge until not just let our watchdog and possum brains run wild all the time, right? So 
start by reflecting on yourself and reframe your own behaviors as you talk out loud as parts of your watchdog brain or to parts of your possum brain. I, I found that to be one of the best ways to get started. I also have a owl watchdog and possum coloring pages. They're brand new. I just finally had them like finalized and created by my illustrator. And those are available to all club members. There probably will come a time where those will be available for download over on my website. For now, they're just available in the club. We also have kind of like what I would call fridge sheets, the kind of things we can hang up or download or post, you know, places that we can help remind ourselves about the owl, washhog, and possum brain. And I find that kind of having some of that stuff up in our homes really helps kids learn about their own owl, watchdog, and possum brain. Again, those are probably things that will eventually be available, especially probably after my book comes out in September. Um, but for now, all that kind of stuff is available uh, inside the club. If you are new here, you can go to an episode called Focus on the Nervous System to Change Behavior. It's episode 83. It originally aired July 12th. 2022. That is a great introduction to the owl watchdog and possum brain. You can also sign up for the start here podcast, which is just 10, 10 episodes you could find right here on this podcast, including the focus on the nervous system one I just told you about. So they're, they're all episodes that are available on my public podcast, but I kind of put them in order and curated my top 10 episodes for where people can start if you are brand new to learning about the nervous system and behavior in this way. So that's at robingobel.com slash start here. I also do have, if you're listening to this around the time that it's airing, I am redoing the masterclass that I had that introduced owls, watchdogs, and possum brains. I'm just updating the science. I'm updating the graphics and the images, and I'm going to be teaching that live on February 28th. You can sign up to come and attend live. It's totally free. I'll be updating the ebook that goes along with that, and everybody who signs up, even if you can't come live, will get that um, video download and the ebook download. So go and sign up even if you can't come live. Totally 100% free. It's essentially the What Behavior Really Is Masterclass. If you've seen that, it's just, it's due for an update. That's almost two years old. Science changes. So I'm updating that. And if you're a play therapist or a child therapist and you want some ideas about how to incorporate these owl, watchdog, and possum things into your work in the office and with kids and play therapy, you could come to an online workshop that's being hosted by the Theraplay Institute. It's on April 13th and 14th, three hours, both days called All Behavior Makes Sense, working with or play therapy with kids with vulnerable nervous systems or something like that. Uh, and you can find out information about that at robingobel.com slash Theraplay workshop. There is a fee associated with that, of course, that professional development, but that's another way you could learn about owls, watchdogs, and possums, incorporating that into the work you do with kids. Okay. So that was a lot of information. I hope that fully answers the question of is there any risks to teaching kids about their brain? The answer is no, 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 no. And hopefully you feel like you've got lots of information now, lots of ideas about where to go to learn more about the owl, watchdog, and possum brain so that you could also teach your kids about the owl, watchdog, and possum brain. 
I will see you next week, Friday. Well, Tuesdays, my normal episodes come out on Tuesdays. And then these Q and A's are coming out on Friday. So I'll be back with at least one more next week. And then I don't know, I might turn this into a uh, regular occurrence on the podcast. I haven't decided yet. If you'd like to have these episodes stick around, send me an email and let me know. All right, y'all. Bye. Are you ending this episode with maybe a big sigh of relief? Like, yes, finally, someone gets me and my kids. But also maybe a sense of like, okay, but now what? All right, y'all, I've got lots of possible now what's. If you want to connect with me directly, like pick my brain, have access to me almost every day, not to mention hundreds of other parents from around the world who totally get what it's like to be you, then you're going to want to join us in the club. We have monthly live events, including groups for siblings of dysregulated kids, a huge video library with something like 80 or 90 videos, plus transcripts and certificates of completion. Plus, of course, a very active forum that I'm participating in every single day. We open for new members periodically. So go check robingobel.com slash the club. If we aren't open now, you can put yourself on the waiting list and I'll let you know the moment we open for new members. That's robingobel.com slash the club. Now, if you're a professional and you want to strengthen your capacity to work with the families of kids with big baffling behaviors and vulnerable nervous systems, plus use all of my materials, including a 12-module course that follows raising kids with big baffling behaviors, plus be included in an online searchable directory so families all over the world could find you then you're looking for Being With, which is my year-long immersive training program that runs January through December. So you'll want to go to robingobel.com slash being with, read all about it. And if you're interested, put yourself on that waiting list too. Now, if you just maybe need a little extra connection and co-regulation, but don't feel like you need to join the club, then you can just keep listening to my podcast. Or you could go subscribe to my Start Here podcast, and that'll give you 10 episodes in order that will take you through cultivating a great foundation of parenting with regulation, connection, and felt safety. That's at robingobel.com slash start here. You have to go there. You can't just find it in your podcast app. Or you could get yourself a copy of Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, paper book, audio book, ebook. You can get that anywhere books are sold. Or you can just head to my website download one of my very many free resources. I keep them all really easy to access at robingobel.com slash free resources. Webinars, masterclasses, ebooks, infographics, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. See what of those things could be supportive of you or maybe to the other adults in your life who are helping support you and your child. There are just so many ways that you and I could be more connected and you can get the amount of co-regulation and support that you need. If it feels like a lot to remember, 
All you have to do is go to robingoble.com and take your time clicking around, seeing what I got there. I am so, so glad you and I are connected now. And I can't wait to be with you again soon in our next episode of The Baffling Behavior Show. Bye-bye, y'all.